0: Lock Talk Radio.
1: Romans 2 and 5, the no. righteous judgment of the Most High, who will yeah. render unto every man according to no. his deeds, to them who by patience continue in yeah. some well-doing deceit, no. for glory and honor, and immorality, yeah. eternal life, but unto them that no. are contentious and do not obey the yeah. truth, but
2: obey unrighteousness, indignation, and wrath. Great uh, blue no. You an African American? Nope. You believe that's your heritage? Yep. Yeah. Do you know who you are? Nope. King, queen? Yep. Nigga, we're back? Nope. Do you shine like a star? Yep. Think they gon' tell it? Nope. We gon' expose. Yep. Yeah. They gon' take your life? Nope. So many secrets in the vault? Yep. Do this knowledge cost? Nope. Hop in the book to my. Yep. Do you follow these laws? Just walk so why keep on trotting. Everybody got choices. Choose the right path and nothing can stop us. Everybody got choices. Righteous life, they don't like that, nah. Everybody got choices. Choose the right path to save your soul. Never going back. No, no, no. no. Forward to the kingdom. yeah. yeah. choices, no. yeah. Yeah, yeah, everybody
1: got choices, no. everybody got choices, yeah, yeah. is it cool to be gay, no, did he make us straight, yeah, Is the most high plan, no, you will learn the day, yeah, do you understand grace, no, remember Noah's day, yeah, did more than eight people live, no, will it be the same way, yeah, is it's a broad way to heaven, no, it's a broad way to hell, yeah, you choose a death over life, Nope. Change your life, yeah Do you love these streets, no Do you see police, Yep. Yeah. You wanna get shot down, no You remember Mike Brown, yeah You ever read your Bible, Nope. You wanna know your tribe? yeah Did You know you to than a slave, no Don't you wanna be saved, yeah You ever been baptized, no Wanna get in that water,
2: yeah Ever confess your sins, no Ready to lift your hands, yeah Amen. Everybody got choices I chose this walk so I keep on trying? Everybody got choices. Choose the right path and nothing can suffer. Everybody got choices. Righteous life, they don't like that, nah. Everybody got choices. Choose the right path and say your Choose the most tired are to Choose two sides to choose from You've got to choose one Who you gonna choose? Who you gonna choose? Should I live a simple life? Nope. Should I repent and be baptized? Nope. Will Amalek ever be nice? Nope. Was I see ever crucified? Nope. Does this world love the most light? Nope. Is the wicked gonna burn? From. You got to one. choose one, who you gonna choose the most I see it's a, to choose,
3: side to choose from
2: You got to choose one, who you gonna choose Who you gonna choose, got to
3: choose
2: Alright, alright, alright Gonna learn a thing Alright, alright, alright Gonna learn a thing
4: All right, all right, all right, all right. right, Shalom and good morning. Welcome once again, once again, once again, once again. Welcome once again to another episode of ISBHPK Presents Bible Talk, the Israelite School of Biblical History and Practical Knowledge. Welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is Mashaba, um, one of the teachers with the ISBHPK. Um, We have school locations located um, across America. Um, One of our classes... Uh, here in San it's held here in San Antonio. Um, there's also uh, we have a um, a school set up a camp set up in Houston, Texas. There's also another camp set up in Northern Virginia and another camp set up in Rochester, New York. Um the brothers are doing some outstanding work. Um, in San Antonio is the brothers um Werner Iyer and and the brother Sham um, the heads of San Antonio, ISBK holding it down, doing a great job. Uh, in Houston it's the brother, um, uh, and, and, um, Rob, Michael Rob's growth is, is really, it, um, jumps and there's over a decade now that I know the brother, the brother's doing some outstanding work. They all are, they all are, but, um, they're doing some great work out there uh, in Houston, holding it down, getting even a bigger school, giving a huger, bigger school uh, to comedy. uh, the, the, the work and the fruit that they're bringing in, doing an outstanding job there in Houston. Uh, then, again, Norfolk, Virginia, under uh, the tutelage of uh, the brother um, uh, Kazakia. Outstanding. That brother's doing some fantastic work. Um, I've been knowing him for over 25 years, probably 30 years now, uh, since 92. I've been knowing him since ni- 1992. Um, uh, from, a, from a young man Dan, coming to, a, excellent, to, a, to a, a teacher, a husband, a father, um, a counselor, a guide, um, an example, doing an outstanding job. Um, it was actually pretty much over. Um, or help, uh, the most I worked through him and raising up uh, Houston, uh, Norfolk, and also Rochester. The brother's doing some great evangel- evangelical work. Um, going all the way up to Dallas, Texas at, at, at one time, uh, Baton Rouge, uh, Louisiana, uh, even even to um, uh, Trinidad, uh, you know, trying to help raise up Israel, doing all that he can, a, a great inspiration as he's headed to the school there in uh, Northern Virginia and we have the brother Zion Allah uh, up there, the brothers in uh, Rochester, New York, holding it down. This brother's also uh, been in the truth less than, than about, about 10 years and is already holding down his own camp uh, under the direction and guidance of his elders uh, Kizaki and, and Kwakizak doing an outstanding job. I, I, I commit it to the elders for the teachers that do, that, that do well, give them double honors. So I, I do want to give honors to these brothers for one down to camp positions and, 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 and increasing this work, increasing, increasing um, the work in the fruit of the most high. Um, the ISBHPK, the Israel School of Biblical History and Practical Knowledge, uh, we are affiliated with the Masra Yashala, uh, the government of Israel. It has uh, camp affiliations with the Light of Zion, with the um, Ambassador of Christ, with the um, uh, Assembly of Israel, with the uh, um, uh, House, of, uh, House of Israel, with the uh the sons of jacob with the uh, uh uh mount zion with the 12 tribes of israel um these brothers doing some, some great work also um uh being in, in heavy contact uh, with the brothers from demona uh over there in israel um the brother parizai doing doing um evangelical work uh, from mexico and I, I believe or not he's in india reach out to the, to the uh, Israelites and just get our way to the country, uh, in India, him and the brother, and the funny all um, Again, doing some great work. And speaking of that, uh, the Masra Yasha Allah is having uh, another summit. It's going to be the 18th uh, Hebrew summit that is actually going to be held in, in Houston, Texas. Um, the Hebrew summit, the 18th uh, Hebrew, Hebrew summit is going to be held on the first one in 2023. It's going to actually be held in Houston, Texas, uh, sponsored by the uh, ISBHBK Houston. Uh, We invite everybody to come out there and and, and join. Um, And it's actually starting Friday, February 3rd. Friday, February 3rd, there's going to be a unity cap at the Piesta parking lot at 11502 Wilkes Drive in Houston, Texas, 77099. Starting time is going to be at 1 p.m. And for anybody who's participated in any of the Shalom Hebrew Summit, Unicamps, my goodness, my goodness, it, it, it's something to experience if you've never experienced If you want to experience uh, street speaking, you want to make it to the street speaking. Um, camps, that's what this Unicamp is, is a street speaking where all the camps unify at one spot uh, to hold down, to, to get the teachers started. You you want to be there. This, this is going to be something else. And, this, and if it's going to be in, um, if you have parking lot like that I'm thinking of uh, in Houston, it's right in the hood it's gonna be right there in the hood uh, in, in, the, in the midst of one of the highways and byways of Houston where a, a lot of our people are gonna be at a lot of Israel, a lot of um, our people who are not woke yet to the knowledge of who they are uh, it's gonna be a great great place doing our street speaking and that starts at 1 p.m. on Friday February 3rd uh, and that's probably gonna to go to probably 12 1 o'clock in the in the in the, in the morning Right, in the afternoon, 12, 1 o'clock in the morning, the uh, uni, uni camps can really be, I mean, stupendous. you got the brothers, Urban uh, Ar- Gorilla from um, uh, Sakari. Uh, You've got, um, uh, you got the brothers from the Light of Zion with the brothers Shalomah and the brother Kahan. You've got the brothers from the Mount Zion with Barak um, and, and, uh, and, and 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 Ash out there doing their thing. You got the brothers from um, uh, the twelve tribes, you got the brothers from uh, uh Ambassador Christ be showing up, Sakari be showing up, uh the brothers from um, uh Los Angeles with the um another uh, brother uh Thawam, Uh we got next uh showing up. I mean point it down you got the brothers from the House of Is uh, the House of Israel. Um the brothers um uh not Zaquan, Zaquan from um uh uh R- North Carolina um uh Yahweh's camp? You've got—I uh, just had his name on too of my tongue, but the, the brother from the house of Israel, uh, Zabak, Zabak is, is, is there. So it, 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 it's an all-star unity camp. Uh, you want to make it out there again? That's gonna be Friday, February third, uh, two thousand twenty-three, uh, for the for the eighteenth uh, Hebrew Summit. that's gonna be held in Houston, Texas. So Friday is gonna be the unity camp. Then Saturday, February 4th, they're going to be at the VFW at 2200 uh, Staffordshire Road in Missouri City, Texas, 77488. Um, that was just the, the venue that they needed to get to hold up, hold everybody's going to come. All right. Uh, it's in the Houston area. I don't get confused by Missouri City. Uh, it's in the Houston area. Uh, you definitely want to check it out. Sabbath service begins um, at 1 p.m. Um, it's going to last from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. And then the, the actual summit, where we're going to get together and discuss issues, discuss discuss, discuss matters of the nation. Uh, the summit begins at 4 p.m. That's going to last until 6 p.m. And then fellowship and vending will go from 7 p.m. until 11 p.m. And again, that's going to be on Saturday, February 4th, uh, 2023, at the VFW located at 2200 Staffordshire Road in uh Missouri City, Texas, and then Sunday, um, February 5th, all right, Sunday, February 5th is going to be the Family Barbecue, all right, it's going to be the Family Barbecue, uh, again, located at um, 2200 Staffordshire Road, uh, Missouri City, Texas, 77488, and that always is a a great time, that always is a great time, Uh, starting time is going to be 2 p.m. to 11 uh event starts at 12 noon through 11 p.m. Um, donations are much welcome for any of these events. Um, again, that's it's going to be the the Yasha Allah Presents, the 18th Hebrew Summit. Uh, this time located for the first time, it's going to be the first time uh, the summit's going to be done in Houston, Texas. You definitely want to be in the place to be. Uh, it's not a high holiday, but the fellowship uh, that, that does take place with, with all the different camps coming together, it really is something else. It really is something good. So you want to check it out. All right. Again, that's gonna be uh the weekend of February third. All right, Friday, February third, Saturday, February fourth, and Sunday, February fifth. Be in the place you wanna be there, uh come come check it out, okay? Um that's going to be okay, I I got those dates, got that together. And then for real, y'all, I, I get I made mean, the last time I I was broadcasting on the dates, but as I came back and rechecked the um uh the website uh par-am this year. Periam this year. We'll be we'll, we will be observing Purim uh, two thousand twenty-three. Um day one, it's gonna start Monday, March sixth. All right, paream, we're gonna be, uh, we're gonna observe param uh, this year uh, Monday, sundown, Monday, March sixth, and Tuesday, um, sundown, Tuesday, March seventh. <clears throat> actually, Purim two thousand twenty-three as we observe for with the brothers of Moshe, yes, all the twelve tribes of Israel, the Mount Zion, of Zion, um, uh, and we follow the calendar that, that's been compiled uh, with us. Uh, Purim will be uh, Monday, February, uh, fund, excuse me, let Monday, March sixth, and Tuesday, March seventh, is going to be the two days of Purim. We invite you to uh, come and check us out, whether in whatever location you might be in, uh, check it out and come and fellowship uh, as part of another uh, holy day which is going to be Purim. If you want to uh, keep up with any of the uh, high holidays or or events that might be taking place, please check out isbhpk.org. Please check out isbhpk.org. All right, well, there's links to uh, Chosen Creations, um, uh, which is dedicated to to bringing back uh, the beauty of Hebrew Israelite culture. Chosen Creations offers custom engraved jewelry, personalized. Um, home, decor, and much, much more. Now, if you want to get your jewelry game up and you want to be more hebrew like related um, or you want to get some home decorations um, engraved or put together in the home, check out um, the link on isbhbk.org, uh, chosencreations.com. I'm sorry, .com. Oh, forgive me. isbhbk.com, isbhbk.com, uh, Creations. Please check that out. There's also a link at isbhbk ISBHPK.com. Uh, the Sweet Ambiance. All right, Sweet Ambiance. Sweet Ambiance uh, provides uh, monetary and job support to ISB, ISBHPK by engineering custom fragrances for every one of your uh, fragrance uh, moods and fragrance needs. All right, for the home, body, mind, spirit, and soul, uh, check out Sweet Ambiance at ISBHPK.com. Then if you want to get your fringed up, you want to get your Hebrew game up, your Hebrew culture, your Hebrew dress, for men, women, and children, there's a link for Israel wear. There's a link for Israel wear. Uh, Every piece is handmade. You you can request either a custom design or we can create one for you based on your color preferences and style. Bring it, all right, at Israel wear. So we invite you to check out Israel wear. The link is at isbhpk.com, isbhpk.com com. I got. Not, I might. I got to be fixed on that one. Chastise me on that one. isbhbk.com. So please go and check them out and, and stay up with the latest events, um, uh, teachings, or what have you. Uh, there's links to the um, to the YouTube pages um, from uh, the Hidden Truth uh, Bible shows. Let me just pull this up real quick. Um, is it study aids. Wow, these books have been upgraded. I have not checked out at the isbrc. dot com. Um, uh, th- there is a link for study aids. It says our motivation is to first have a full understanding of the Bible before using any other historical or reference books. Without a solid foundation and understanding of the Bible, you will not know what content is is biblically accurate and uh, in these books. So there's links to the Holy Bible. Uh, to, to the Apocrypha, to the Zonaban Victoria uh, Bible Dictionary, to the New Oxford Annotated Bible, to the Strong Exhaustive Concordance of the Bible, to the Ben Yehudis English-Hebrew-Hebrew-English uh, Dictionary, uh, Babylon 2, uh, the the Complete Works of Josephus, uh, Nationals No Color Line uh, by J.R. Rogers, um, Arthur Kostler, The Thirteenth Tribe of um, Black Indians, A Hidden Heritage by William, uh, William, M, William L. Katz. Uh, Lost Tribes in the Promised Lands by Ronald Sanders. Um, the History of the American Indians by James Adair. The Two Battle Lines by Alexander Hislop. Uh, Russian Icons by Vladimir Ivanov. Um, Eastward. Uh-huh. They got a lot here. Brothers and sisters, if y'all are on computer or you, get your, you got a, um, uh, uh, a laptop or, or a, a desktop, Please, please, please download. And this ain't sponsored. One of the greatest study aids you could possibly have on your desktop computer, eSword. It's free. It's free. It's free. And now I'm saying that they have an online and a mobile app. You want to get eSword. All right? For any biblical reference books, get it free through Eastward. Any biblical reference Reverence books, dictionaries, encyclopedias, maps, Josephus um, atlases, uh, commentaries. Download, download Eastward. Right. it's it's phenomenal. I've been using Eastward for years, and the brother Kazaki and his brother and his brother um, uh, Maya Yashala. Um, they've gotten some fantastic um, uh, Bible programs that, that cost thousands of dollars, cost hundreds of dollars. Those are some top-notch programs. I, I'm not even going to lie. But for me to keep up with those, it, it, it's been kind of difficult. But the one resource that I promise you will help you in your Bible studies is the East Ward. Desktop version, Eastward. I use it to this day. Um, again, I've got over 39 Bibles. Uh, I think I, I've got close to uh, 50 uh, different dictionaries. Um, I've got 20, 25 commentaries. I got the complete works of Josephus, including the, um, not only the Antiquities of the Jews, but the wars of the Jews from Antipas, the, the Atheon uh, of Josephus. I've got, Lord knows, I mean maps, atlases, um, uh, damn, you name it, you can get it. You can definitely get it on the East Ward. You want to, and they have a link to the East Ward here at the ISBHBK.com. I recommend going through the ISBHBK.com and getting the link this way because East Ward is so good, and it's free. It's free. But when you search it up for yourself, there's a lot of people who run ads to try and make it where well, you got to pay for it. Well, no, you shouldn't be paying for the East Ward. All right? No way you should be paying for the East Ward. It is free. All right? It is free. It is free. It is free. And they have a link for it here at the isbhbk.com. All right, on the on, uh, study aids. Then you have the Webster's 1820 Dictionary, yes, and you can get that on the East Ward. You can get Webster's eighteen twenty eight dictionary and Webster's nineteen thirteen dictionary on Eastward for free. All right. And then they have the King James with the Apocrypha, which you can also get in Eastward. Alright, you can also get on Eastward. Uh but these are some of the study links that they have. What I'm looking for is if they have a classes, maybe that's what it's classes. Uh all the different um uh YouTube uh, platforms that that they have set up. That's what I'm looking for right now. Let me go to time. Maybe that's what it is. All right. Uh, class days: Houston, Texas, Mondays and Wednesdays from 7 p.m. To, 10, uh, to 9 p.m. And then Friday from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Sunday, 10 a.m. to 2 a.m., right? Um Live on YouTube Wednesdays from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. and Sundays from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. All right, that's Houston, Texas. Um, uh, the class days from from Houston. Then from Norfolk, Virginia, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Local time. What time it is there in in, in Norfolk? Um, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. And then Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Live on YouTube. You catch the live YouTube class on Fridays from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. You catch the uh, Houston class live on Wednesdays from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. And then also Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. with the Sabbath class. All right, that's Norfolk, um, Hidden Truth Bible Show. There's the Hidden Truth Bible Show on YouTube. Let me, let me open this up. Um, there's the Israelite Media Corps. Um, why police are being targeted um, beyond a uh, trailer, uh, uh, Taylor, that's on the Israelite Media Corps. Then he had the five minutes of wisdom, brothers sisters. Ah. Five minutes of wisdom. I mean, it, it, it's right there in the title. Five minutes of wisdom. Yes. You got five minutes. You got five minutes, and the title they have it right now for the five minutes of wisdom is a blunt or wisdom. Should we choose wisdom or should, or should Hebrew Islam should we choosing a blunt? And just like your job said, oh my God, yeah, I need to I need to catch up on some of these. Y'all. I'll, I'll, I'll just be honest, I need to catch up on, on a lot of these these, these these shows that they've done, these classes that they've done. Fantastic, 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 fantastic. I I, I can't oh. So, um just just you know drop that bug in everybody's ear that might still be listening what have you um isbhpk.com isbhpk.com uh, helps keep you in in, uh, in in touch linked up uh with the that that that's going on. Uh the ISBHPK San Antonio, uh they have uh YouTube classes on Mondays, Wednesdays and also Fridays. Uh, Mondays and Wednesdays is is uh uh I'm one the i and central one and then on fridays they' bring in the brother um color Cobb uh from live from guatemala all right the brother uh colorco and live from Guatemala. you catch on youtube uh uh i s b h b k san antonio all right so we have those those things going on uh that helps uh support what's going on also we have uh at at um rolling oak small at Rolling Gold small we have uh, EO Pure Therapy. Uh, it's been put together by the sister, Quadashaya and her husband, uh, Bonabod. Uh, we get you latest in, in, in fragrances um, uh, and aromatherapy products. Uh, they're, they're definitely putting it down. I even got some um, uh, CMOS, CMOS gels, uh, uh, tablets from them. They're doing a great job, and it's located on the bottom floor of uh, Rolling Oak Small Mall uh, on the JCPenney. Wing of the mall, all right. Um, Now, in that section on the first floor, around the corner from uh, EO Pure Therapy, uh, you find the kiosk that's for uh, Eastern fragrances, all right. And that's the 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 fragrance cart that we put together uh, for the brothers for the Sword of Truth uh, to help them uh, help keep the school going here in San Antonio. Um, Please check them out as well, and then. the the Buna, Buna Buna and his family have uh, also put together an Israel Event Center at Royal Ghost Mall, located on the Sears side of the mall, where Sears used to be at, literally right next door. Upstairs is the right, uh, Eo Pure Therapy Israelite Event Center, all right, where we're put, putting on different uh, putting on plays, um, high, uh, high holidays, uh, sabbaths, um, uh, just different Israelite events, uh, social gatherings going on. Uh, please check it out. Rolling um, Oaks Mall on the Sears, the Sears wing of the mall, uh, second floor. Come check it out. Uh, I'm going to be starting a Hebrew class over there, y'all. I am going to be starting a Hebrew class over there, which is probably going to be from Tuesday on Tuesday evenings and Sunday evenings. Right, I'm probably going to be doing. I'm, I'm in. I'm in the midst of setting it up um, a Hebrew class on Tuesday evenings and Sunday evenings. All right, if you want, if you want to uh, get into your Hebrew. Uh, the Paleo Hebrew. Uh, come and check us out. And I'll be making those announcements as, as I get that a little bit more perfected, and get uh, get that more uh, ready to, really really up and running. Um, but just go ahead and put it out there. I will be starting a Hebrew class on Tuesdays and Sundays. All right, if you want to uh, come and get down and learn the Hebrew, learn the Paleo the uh, ancient Paleo Hebrew. Uh, we'll be we'll be getting into that um, as well. All right. So with all those announcements out the way. Let me throw some of these windows. All right, all right, all right, all right. Um, got that. Cool. All right, brother says I need to do this just for a quick, quick man. I need to take a quick intermission. I need to take a quick intermission. Let's see here. Yeah, let me take this quick intermission, and then we're going to come back and jump into the class, all right? We're going to split splash. I was taking a bath. We're going to go ahead and jump all into this uh, into this class. So I'm going to give you one of my favorite songs, one of my daughter's favorite songs, uh, Back to Life, all right? Back to Life. So this is what we at TV is, right? uh, This is what we're looking for and hoping for, and awaiting is for us to come back to life, remin- reminiscent of Ezekiel chapter 37. All right, that the, the dry bones come together, become the life, and we're about to be restored back to the fullness of who we are. So I'm going to take this quick intermission, and I'll be right back. All right, shalom. I'm not shalom like goodbye, but give me a minute.
3: I got, I got, I Q.
1: What do you think that your shy gon' do? You think that he coming to juggle through the hoops? You think that he coming with flowers and roses and rainbows? Oh boy, you are really confused. I'm not gon' lie, I'm just gon' tell you the, the truth. truth. He gave me this gift, so I'm up in his booth. And I'm ventin', I'm sending the message. I pray Did that so. you hear, cause these chains are as tight as a noose. These rappers using they platform to talk nonsense to these kids. You wonder why they y'all in prison doing biz. You wonder why these young kids having kids. You wonder why they dealing drugs getting killed. You perpetuate these ills. You rapping about money like it's a big deal You selling your soul just to get you a deal It's funny cause the money that you worship and Ain't nothing gonna be long gone When you're dead in the grave and you soul gone And you waking up in fires and brimstone And you're gasping for air but you can't breathe You wanna get out but you can't leave It's a separate heat that you ain't seen Only one thing that you gonna need is Ventilation
3: Bitch, just a little bit. A little bit. just a little bit. A little bit. bit- just a little
2: bit. just a little bit. just Bars- a little bit. just o- lo- Ho- B- o- Ho- a little bit. gotta prove? Already, already You can ride a band. We got spaces, big man. Made main more eminent gave sky spy for the non-conforming Put on a performance Lights, camera, action Look at the hysteria Dress up the set Now we up in Syria Thinking we crazy, excited, delirious I'ma sit and jet watch the calamity Sit and got the Satan yeah, gotta be, gotta be leave wicked, wicked world So ungodly Waiting on the apocalypse Calculating, clip Finding the signs of the time By the signs in the sky They skipped Jeremiah Thinking you messing with a putty cat Putty cat, yeah but he'll lie. Talk about uh. Don't crank it up a little bit Crank it up a little bit Crank it up a little bit Crank it up Just crank it up a little bit Prophecy is fulfilling Heathens revealing What well, revelation's been foretelling Two chops to the throat Two chops to the damn throat Alright, alright, alright you gonna learn today
0: Alright,
2: alright, alright Gonna
4: learn today. All right, all right, all right, all right. I am back. I am back. I am back. Thank y'all for y'all's your, your patience. Um, and we haven't given this little intermission. Uh, thank you, uh, the water, the water, nature ancient hero, uh, for for, for being with me. All right, brothers and sisters. Um, get back into this class that that I've been going over. The series that I've been going over. Um. A, a quick recap, if you will, as, as briefly as I could possibly do it. Um, dealing with the topic of salvation. All right, dealing with the topic of salvation. Um, when we go to Second Timothy chapter three verse fifteen, when we go to the book of Second Timothy chapter three verse fifteen. Uh, it says, and that from a child thou hast known the Holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. I, I want to use this scripture here i want to, I'm, I'm using this as, as my anchor scripture in, in, in dealing with this series of salvation because it's letting us know that if you really want to get the wisdom about salvation, you really want to understand what salvation is talking about, you have to know the holy scriptures now. One thing I, would, I do like to bring out or point out in this uh, in this verse is that when Paul wrote this letter to Timothy, because yeah, this, this was a, this was a letter from Paul to Timothy, um, that Paul reminded Timothy that Timothy has known the the Holy Scripture since he was a child. Right? The question I like to always ask everybody, or put in, or I want to put in everybody's mind, what this is. When Paul wrote this letter, what were the what were the only scriptures available at this time? When Paul when Paul wrote this letter to Timothy, what were the only scriptures available at this time? When he wrote this letter, at the time he wrote this letter, the only scriptures available is what we know today as the Old Testament and the Apocrypha. All right? If, if 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 there was no New Testament, all right? There was no New Testament. This was every letter. Every book of the, of the New Testament was a letter Paul was writing to either a city or was writing to an actual person, like Timothy or, or Titus or Philemon, all right? Um, or if it was First John, Second John, Third John, um, that, that these were actual um, those are actual Peter uh, people. Peter, uh, um, uh, you know, uh, writing down some of his, his lessons. There was no New Testament right there was no New Testament the only scripture that they had was what we would know today as the Holy script would be the Old Testament okay so if we look at this try and keep this in context that if you don't know to understand the Old Testament you're not going to have the, the proper wisdom about salvation you're not going know you're not going to really understand what God's salvation is really talking about and you'll be you'll be liable to have anybody tell you anything about what it means to be saved, what, it, what, what salvation is. But if your foundation is not rooted in the Holy Scriptures, if your foundation is not rooted in what the Old Testament has to say about salvation, then the work that you're doing, thinking that, you're going to, that, you, that it's about being saved, thinking about trying to work for your salvation, your work is going to be in vain. Your work is going to be, work, going to be futile. Your, your work is going to be is not is not, is not going to be acknowledged because the work you're putting in for salvation is not based on what God is looking for when it comes to salvation. Now, true enough, I'm not ever going to get around from the scripture that says we're saved by grace. For those that are going to be saved, that we're going to be saved by grace. I'm, I completely understand that. But a lot of people do not understand that. They, they, they take that scripture for base value, which is cool. Which is cool. And I'm not going to get into a debate about that right now either. But in dealing with salvation, from Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 15, if you don't understand the Holy Scriptures, or what we call today the Old Testament, you're not going to have the, the, the wisdom to make good decisions or understand what Christ's salvation is talking about. Neither are you going to really understand what it means to have faith in Christ Jesus if you don't understand what salvation um, is based on the, what the, the teachings and the histories of the Old Testament. Your faith in Jesus Christ is not really going to be firm. Your faith in what Jesus Christ is, what he does, and what he's going to actually save you from is going to be thrown. It's not going to be proper. It's not going to be biblically accurate. All right? And I just can't help keep stressing that enough. We've got to base our our decision-making and our understanding about salvation Um, what events took place in the Old Testament what events took place in Old Testament for us to have the wisdom the knowledge and get the biblical understanding God's understanding of what salvation is okay if you don't know the Holy Scriptures the Old Testament it ain't gonna happen your 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 understanding is not based on the Bible all right then your understanding is not based on the Bible so again second Timothy chapter 3 verse 15 and then from a child thou hast known the Holy Scriptures which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Jesus Christ. All right? We got to know the scriptures in order to really understand wh- who and what Jesus Christ, or uh, we, we're going to pronounce the name in, in the Paleo-Hebrew, who Hamashiach, um, Yehoshua, who he truly is, and what his purpose is and what his mission is. You, you know, we, we, we don't want our work to be in vain. So behind 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 15, we're going to go to Isaiah chapter 34, verse 16. We're going to go to the book of Isaiah chapter 34, verse 16, which does read, Seek ye out of the book of the Lord and read. Now, again, what is the book of the Lord? It is the Bible. And we have to read the Bible. Uh, Many of us uh, have, have our connection with God based on gospel songs. Many of us have our, our, our belief in God on um, Sunday school stories, but not from what we've actually read. All right? So if we want answers when it comes to salvation, and the topic right now being salvation, if we really want to understand God's salvation, if we're looking for answers about God's salvation, the answers will be found in the Bible. So again, in Isaiah chapter 34 verse 16, it does say, seek ye out of the book of the Lord and read. If we really want to understand God's salvation, God's plan for salvation, we've got to seek out of the book of the Lord and we have to read. And then it goes on to say, no one of these shall fail. None of the scriptures that God does discuss about salvation is going to fail anybody when it comes to his idea of salvation, of the Most High, the Heavenly Father, God's plan or idea for salvation is that the Bible will never fail you. People will fail you. Men will fail you. Religion will fail you. But the Bible, as far as giving you the correct answer, you might not agree with it, but the, the correct, right answer is going to be found in the scriptures. It says, no one of these shall fail. None shall want her mate. And there's not going to be any other thing you can pull up. As going to match god's plan idea strategy for salvation there's no other book on the planet earth or anywhere that's going to match what the Bible says about how to work on your salvation who salvation is for what is salvation no other book on the planet not not the Quran not not um, um, some Elron Hubbard not some uh, uh oprah Winfrey's book club not some um just uh, some, this, this some podcast or some dude. It's not going to happen. The only thing going to match there's no other mate for the Bible to let you know God's plan for salvation. There's nothing else you can get if you want to get it pure, clear, understanding about salvation. So you've got to see for your answers. We have to see for our answers out of the Bible. Why? Because it says in Isaiah 34:16, reading on, for my mouth it hath commanded and, and his spirit, it has gathered them. Because God's commandment for the Bible to put together. If we don't go by the Bible, if a person does not go by the Bible, your understanding, your idea about what it means to be saved and what salvation is about, who's, who it's for and what's going on, is, 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 you're not going to get it. You're not going you're, you're to understand it. It's not going to happen. That's why it goes now, let's go to Ephesians, chapter 3, verses 4 and 5. Let's not go to the book of Ephesians, chapter 3, verses 4 and 5. It says, whereby when you read, you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ. You have to read. We've got to read to understand this knowledge in the mystery of Christ. If I'm going to have faith in Christ, if I'm not reading, then there's no way I can really have true faith in Christ. I'm not going to know Christ. I'm not, I'm not to not, and if I don't know Christ, there's no way I can understand what his salvation is. And the work I'm putting in is not going to be for what his work or plan for salvation is. It's going to be something else, and it's not going to work. We have to read, we want to understand the mystery of the, in the knowledge of Christ. Verse five, Ephesians chapter three, verse five. Which in other ages was not made known unto the souls of men, the sons of men. No, it wasn't made known. And in the other ages, even more recently here. In the Americas, we have not understood the mystery of Christ, who Christ is. Hell, we've been taught that Christ is white. That's one. And if we're not taught Christ is white, which is almost impossible, uh, then what denomination is he? Is he even a, a denomination? It's a real mystery, especially from the age of conquest here in the Americas. Which church should we go to to find Christ? Does color matter? And then, for Jesus Christ being the anointed Savior, who and what is He coming to save us from? As it is now revealed unto a reading on now, as it is now revealed to us unto His holy apostles and the prophets by the Spirit, the Spirit of the, of the Most High through these scriptures, right through these scriptures, uh, to help add to the point for the, how much how important it is for us to read, how important it is for us to establish our idea of salvation. From what we call known as the Old Testament, let's go to Romans chapter 15, verse 4. Let's go to the book of Romans, chapter 15, verse 4. The book of Romans, chapter 15, verse 4. And it says, what sort of things were written aforetime? time? We're written for our learning. That we, through patience and comfort of the scriptures, might have hope. That your hope in who Jesus Christ is, what he's coming to do, and what salvation is, might be firmly established in what the scripture says, not in a gospel song. Not in, in, in a Sunday school Bible story, a Sunday school story. I'm gonna say it like that, but that is actually based on the reading. You, you're actually reading what the book says. That it was written for our learning. We have to go and get an understanding, especially when in dealing with the topic of salvation. If you don't understand what salvation was in the Old Testament. There's no way you understand what salvation is is truly talking about in the New Testament or what Christ is coming to do and what it means that Christ is the Savior. You're not going to really understand. You're not not going to really get it. We've got to study. We've got to put the work in. We've got to study. We've got to read. We've got to go back through the Old Testament and get an understanding about what salvation really is from God's perspective, all right? From there, let's go to Job, the book of Job. Right before the book of Psalms, let's go to the book of Job. Job chapter eight verse eight. Let's the book of Job chapter eight verse eight. The book of Job chapter eight verse eight. And it says, "For inquire I pray thee of the former age, and prepare thyself to the search of their fathers." We have to go to the former age, brothers and sisters. We have to. We can't just have our idea of salvation based on just what the New Testament says. That's like coming in and, 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 and just watching half the movie from the, from the middle of the movie. You're not going to really understand. You'll get an understanding. You, you, you'll put something together, but it will not be what the director intended. It won't be what the writer of the movie uh, intended. You'll walk away with something, but it won't be what the original purpose of the movie was. was. You're not going to really get that understanding. So we have to, it says, inquire, I pray thee, of the former age. What was salvation like for the Israelites? What did that mean? What What did salvation look like for Israelites in the Old Testament? What, 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 what was done? What happened? What was going on? Was there salvation in the Old Testament? We have to acquire of the former age and prepare ourselves to the search of their fathers, the fathers of the Israelites. Because the Christian church teaches what they have been. The Israelites are done away with and not just anybody can be saved. Saved from what? It It's all about being saved from your sins. Brothers and sisters, we don't even understand what sin is. We don't have a biblical foundation about what sin really is. To understand when it says Christ is going to save us from our sins, what that means. And if you don't understand the Old Testament, you don't read the Old Testament, you're not going to get it either. You're not going to get it either. From there, we're going to go to, to the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 32, verse 7. Now we're going to jump to the book of... Uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. We're going to finish verse 9. Uh, Job chapter 8, verse 8 and 9. I'm sorry. I, I, I didn't see when, when my, when my vision. Please forgive me. Job chapter 8, verse 8 and 9. I'm sorry, verse 8 again. It says, for inquire, I pray thee of the former age. And prepare thyself to the search of their fathers. Verse 9. Job chapter 8, verse 9 now. For we are but of yesterday and know nothing... Because our days upon earth are the shadow. We don't know. If you don't go and search and inquire and read and study the Old Testament, you know nothing about what God's salvation really is. And you can be a, a god friend think you're a god friend person. You go to church every um, every possible minute you can. Um, you know every gospel hymn um, that the choir director uh, um, directs, directs the congregation to. Uh, you, can, you can be all, all you're used to is gospel music. Whether it's gospel rap, gospel, gospel hip hop, or, or classical gospel, and that's all you listen to, uh, you still will not understand God's idea of salvation. You still won't get it. You still know nothing. And I'm not trying to be so blunt with this. I'm, I'm really not. I'm not trying to be so blunt and so uh, and, and I'm not trying to come up offensive. But I, I but when I look at this 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 mountain of an obstacle that has been placed before us as a people to not read the Bible and just go by what we see in movies, to go by what we see, um, what, what we might hear and see in church, what we might hear and see on a TV show, and we've not put the work in of as far as actually reading what the Bible actually says, yeah, it's easy for people to want to think they want to come and challenge, to think that, that they've got something important to say. To think that 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 their idea and their opinion needs to be heard, and it's got nothing based on what the and they have not read the Old Testament. You know, as as I've been in this work for the, going on thirty five years, um, what's the math? Um, and I'm not doing this to toot my own horn at all. If y'all know me, I don't like to be in the spotlight at all. I really despise it. I really do not want to be seen. I do not want to be heard. The only time I want to be seen and heard is is if we're teaching. Beyond that, I got no problem standing on the being on the wall. I got no problem being in the background. I, I, I prefer that spot. If we going to talk about the scriptures, cool. I'll I go over scripture. I, I, we'll go over it. But I don't like be, I don't like to be heard. I don't like the. I don't like the way I look. I don't like the way I sound um it's it's not about me if you know me if you know me personally you know that that's really what i'm about i'm not I'm, I'm not about any flash i'm not about any bringing any kind of attention to myself that's not me right that's not me so i'm not i'm not bringing out what i'm bringing out for the sake of of, of any type of self-glory or or or, or 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 um just self-glory that is not my mo uh, let me see where is this at. Um, let me use my phone. Let me use my phone. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to pull up my calculator here. Uh, going on 34 years. I've, I've been in this now. It's going on 34 years. Now, it's personal pet peeve where, where I've got to use a lot of patience. That yeah, People will come to me. Um, I'm being hardcore um aggressive. They haven't even read the Old Testament. They they haven't even read the whole Bible one time once through. But we start going through scriptures and all of a sudden they they want me to submit to their opinion. They they want to get loud and, and get aggressive and get firm and, and get rude. And we're just going over scriptures, and people—I mean—come to me as if I wrote the book, or we really have this 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 thing where I, as a person, as, as a person, don't need to be respected for the years and years and years of study I have put into this this book to to now have to sit here and listen to them. Spew at the top of their lungs out of out of the out of the out of the out of their mouth, their opinions. And then people really feel like they didn't get an attitude. They they can feel a disrespected because I don't listen to what they have to say and they don't study. And haven't haven't read the Bible not once one time all the way through, but feel like 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 we're equals. And that, that that I need to consider what they're saying when it comes to the Bible and doing things right in the eyes of God it, 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 it just gets to me so it me come across kind of blunt and kind of kind, kind of um, flat line it is it, not intended to be taken personal over to come out like it's personal um, it's just that I, I know how people really want to come with their opinions People want, really want to come with their feelings and say, can we get through these scriptures? So with that being said, let's go ahead and get through these scriptures. All right. uh, we have to go to Nehemiah chapter 9. Now we have to go to the book of Nehemiah chapter 9. And let me just, let me, it'll be easy to do it that way. Let me just pull it up on my Bible. I've got I've got this 44 page class that I put together 44 pages on on Microsoft Word um, of the of this series that I put together that we're going over and um, I I got to scroll back and forth for for for, for some of the scriptures to, to to get them or what have you so this ain't something I'm just putting together flying fly by the seat of my pants um, just throwing something at the wall and seeing what sticks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that's not the case, brothers and sisters, that's not the case. Um Going on to the book of Nehemiah. Chapter nine. And we read just verse twenty seven. All right. It's funny how people can come to me with their attitudes. And come to me with their their, with, with, with their strong opinions about what they think is right, what they think is wrong. And it's funny, if you ask these same people, give me the the order of the books of the Bible. They couldn't do it. You you can't even give the order of the books of the Bible, but you're ready to argue your opinion or your point or ready to have an attitude based on your opinion and your, your point, which is not based anywhere from a scripture base, which is not based anywhere from what the Bible says. But you're thinking that your voice needs to be heard because you get mad or get upset or get loud, that that's why you're supposed to be heard. Or you want to play the cold shoulder as if like now, that's supposed to teach a person, you better not say nothing to me unless you agree with me. Um, even though I've never... Read the Bible once I could not tell you the books Of the Bible um, Even even something I couldn't even tell you the, the book of the order of the Apocrypha that's only 14 books But I'm sitting here ready to make you Stop reading the Bible And listen to what I got to say So in Nehemiah Chapter 9 verse 27 the book of Nehemiah Chapter 9 verse 27 if you don't know the books of the Bible, you can always turn to the table of contents. If you're if you're reading along, if you're actually reading along, turn to the table of contents. Look up Nehemiah. We're in Nehemiah chapter nine, verse twenty-seven. The book of Nehemiah, chapter nine, verse twenty-seven. It says, "Therefore, that delivers them into the hand of their enemies." Again, this is referring to our forefathers, the the, the Israelites, the forefathers of the twelve tribes of Israel. That. Uh, Verse 27 Therefore thou deliverest them Into the hand of their enemies Who vex them And in the time of their trouble When they cried unto thee Thou heardest them From heaven And according to thy manifold mercies Thou gavest them saviors Who saved them out of the hand Of their enemies This summary and th- th- this 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 one verse summarizes so much of the Bible. It's, it's 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 almost scary. This summarizes almost the whole Bible in this one verse. That the Israelites,
0: <coughs>
4: the people of God, after the flood. The people of God before the flood were known as, as the sons of Adam. And there was a distinct holy chosen lineage, a distinct holy chosen race, from the time of Adam to the time of Noah, that God kept special, He kept holy to himself, that he taught he, that, he, that he made them to be in His image, not like the other people of the world. And that the, the people the, these people, God's chosen people, before the flood. They stopped obeying God. They stopped doing things after the image of God and doing things the way God would do things. Coming back now after the flood from Noah, all the way down to to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, and the birth of the nation of Israel, that the Israelites who had become the chosen people of God, the chosen race of God, that they were given commandments by God. And the covenant that was made with them was that as long as they obeyed the Lord God of heaven and of, of paid attention to his laws, his statutes, his commandments, his judgments, his way of doing things, that they would enjoy peace and prosperity as a nation. Not just individuals, but as a nation. The, the Israelites continually broke that covenant with the, with the Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, continually. And the Israelites were continually put in captivity because this is how God punished the Israelites, by putting them into captivity. While in captivity, the Israelites would always come back and cry unto the Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and confess to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob what sins, what wrongs they've done as a nation. And then the Lord God, according to uh, Nehemiah, chapter 9, verse 27, according to his tender mercies, thou gave us them saviors who saved them out of the hand of their enemies. That because of the sins of the Israelites, the Israelites will be put into captivity and who will be vexed and oppressed by their enemies. But while in the hand of our enemies, we will come back together, confess our sins, what we did wrong, and how we went against the laws of God. As Israelites, we pray for forgiveness and for God to send a Savior. And God, according to his most manifold mercies and, and grace, will send us a savior, a savior many times. That's why as Saviors, that will save us from the hand of our enemies. So if we're going to deal with the, the topic of salvation. From the Old Testament the topic of salvation it was never about an individual being saved it was always about the nation of Israel being saved from the hand of our enemies and we were in the hand of our enemies because of our sins because we broke the laws of God went against his his laws his statutes his commandments his judgments Yet that's why because of those things those deeds And those actions, those sins, that the nation of Israel will be put in captivity and will be vexed. But while in the hand of our captivity, in the hand of our captors, we will come back together as a nation, confess our sins, and then the Lord will send a Savior or Deliverer. Now, in this series that I'm going over right now, we've been over... um, Othanel, who was the first judge of the Israelites after Joshua's death, uh, starting in the Book of Judges. And then Othanel, um, uh we, we, we went, went into that study. So we also went into the study of Ehud, and Athanel delivers from uh, the, Mesopotamia, the king of Mesopotamia, all right? Um, Kushan, king of Mesopotamia. Um, that is who Athanel delivered the Israelites from after we, we, we were put in captivity uh, under the, the, the king of Mesopotamia, uh, Assyrians, and we came back to our minds, repented to the Lord. He sent the Savior. That first Savior was Athanel. After Athanel, um, we got the trip in the game with the Lord. We got to sin in the game with God. And then God put us in the hand um, of uh, Eglon, uh, king of the Moabites, with the help of the Ammonites and the Am- 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 Amalekites. Um, again, we came back together, prayed to the Lord God, ask for forgiveness, and God sent a savior named Ehud. And then Ehud delivered us from the uh, uh, Eglon, king of the Moabites. And after Ehud, we had uh, uh, Sam Garber. Sam Samgar only ruled as a judge for, for a year, and then he died. And now we're getting to uh, Barak and Deborah. Okay? So now we're going to the book of Judges, chapter 4, verse 1. Now we're going to the book of Judges, chapter 4. We're going to be verses 1 through 4 right now. I right, am going to the book of Judges, chapter 4, verses 1 through 4. And it says, And the children of Israel again did evil in the sight of the Lord, when Ehud was dead. So Ehud delivered from, from, from the captivity of the uh, Eglon, king of the Moabites. And the Ehud's reign was for 80 years. And, and Israel, he, kept, he ran a tight ship. That Benjamite ran a tight ship. And we, we stayed right with God for the 80 years of his rulership. All right, but I do my my apologies. I need to get a new phone. Uh, I do need to get a new phone now. it's always something, ain't it? it's always something. I need to get a new phone. Um, this one just hangs up on on the random now, and, and now it's coming through the screen scratch. I gotta get a new phone, so um, uh, um, I, just, I gotta put it together and get a new phone. That's all there is to it. Now we're in the book of Judges, chapter four. Can't you miss it? Uh, the, the phone just hung up. Hung up. side so to call back in. And hopefully, I've been broadcasting this whole time. Um, Judges chapter four, starting at verse one through four. Judges chapter four, starting at verse one. And it says, "And the children of Israel again did evil in the sight of the Lord when Ehud was dead." So again, we as Israelites, we we after Ehud delivered us from Eglon, king of the Moabites, um, for 80 years we, we was doing right by God. For 80 years, the 80 years that Ehud was was a judge. Um, Israel was doing right by God, but after He died, we went back to our, our own ways. We went back to our own own imaginations. We went back to serving other gods. We went back to just thinking about ourselves. We we started sinning again. Verse two, Judges chapter four, verse two, and the Lord sold them into the hand of Jabin, king of Canaan, that reigned in Hazor. The captain of the, the captain of whose host was Caesarea, which dwelt in Harosheth uh, Horus, of the Gentiles, and the children of Israel cried unto the Lord, and he heard, and he had, for he had nine hundred chariots of iron, and twenty years he mightily oppressed the children of Israel. And Deborah, a prophetess, the wife of uh, La La Pedadov, La Piedagoth. Uh, She judged Israel at that time. Cool. So, Ehud is dead. The Lord now raised, and we. So Israel, Ehud's dead. Israel starts sinning, going back to their own ways again, um, like a bunch of spoiled kids that we are, like a, a bunch of spoiled brats. That you need to have a babysitter. So you got to have somebody over you to keep you in line. Uh, we went to tripping. So the Lord raised up uh, Jabin, king of of, of Canaan, um, who reigned in Hazor, and he oppressed us for for twenty years. He mightily oppressed the Israelites for twenty years. He had a great strong army that had chariots of iron that 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 held us. I mean, just kept us oppressed, kept us vexed in having to pay taxes and pay tribute. Uh, we, we we were their slaves. Right? We were their slaves for over twenty years to the Canaanites. Here is Jabin, king of the Canaanites, Iranian Hazor. So I want to get a little history about Deborah. All right, and I'm gonna use some reference, of some 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 biblical reference books uh, and going and dealing with Deborah. All right. So this is from an Eastern Bible Dictionary. All right? from the Eastern Bible Dictionary dealing with Deborah. I'm going with definition number two. All right, the Eastern Bible Dictionary Deborah going with definition number two says a prophetess, quote unquote, a wife or a woman uh uh Lapidot La uh, Lapidot. Um Jabin, the king of Hazor, had for twenty years held Israel in degrading subjection. The spirit of patriotism, patriotism seemed crushed out of the hand out out of the nation. The, the nation wasn't trying to be patriotic at all. As far as being proud of being Israelites, we were in the captivity of of, of uh the, these Canaanites under Jabin and they they was putting on us for these he was from the for these twenty years. I remember the Canaanites being so called Africans. All right, so here it is another dark nation, the Canaanites having the dark nation of the Israelites in slavery, in captivity. All right. Um Reading on the East Bible Dictionary of Deborah on uh, division number two. It says, In this emergency in this emergency, Deborah roused the people from their lethargy. Her fame spread Far and wide, she became a mother in Israel. And to reference that, we go to Judges chapter four, verse six; uh, Judges, Judges chapter four, verse fourteen; and Judges chapter five, verse seven. She became like a mother, all right, and, and 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 trying to wake up the men of Israel, and trying trying to get get them to be proud again about being Israelites, not just uh, accepting uh, this captivity. And we, we might get into this a little bit a little, little further more about how the men of Israel. I've been over this so many times. How the men of Israel were really grew effeminate, and when I say effeminate, that it was just about luxury. It was just about about um, extending their crops, extending their, their their money, extending their greed, and they they no longer wanted to fight for the law of statutes, commandments of the Most High. A lot of Israelite men was just about I want I just want to have my my home, my lands, and if I got to pay some property tax, I'll pay property tax. But I'm not going to stand there and fight and stand up for the most high and for the laws, for our culture, and for the ways of God. It's not going to be done. So here, uh, Deborah, the prophetess has had to be rosing up to try and stir Israel out of the lethargy, out of the laziness of just accepting, uh, I work, I pay my taxes, and I just want to go home. You know, similar to, like to, to, to today. Most most people just want to pay their taxes, go home, be able to go to the store every once in a while, buy what they want when they want. MVP, I don't want to be rich. I don't want to be wealthy. I just want to be able to be comfortable. And I want to size no problems for nobody. They're going them go to work, make my money, so I can come home and do what I want to do. All right? Reading on now. Um, she became a mother in Israel. And the children of Israel... Uh, came up to her for judgment as she sat in her tent under the, under the palm tree between Ramah and Bethel. Preparations were everywhere made by her uh, direction for the great effort to throw off the yoke of bondage. She summoned Barak from Kadesh to take the command of 10,000 men of Zebulon and the valley and lead them to Mount Tabor. And, uh, in the plain of uh, Esdraon, at its northeast end with his aid she organized the, this army she gave the signal for attack and the hebrew host rushed down uh, impetuously upon the army of Jabet, which was commanded by Caesarea,
0: uh, Caesarea
4: and gained a great and decisive victory the canaanite army almost wholly perished that was a great and and memorable day mem- memorable day uh, in Israel, and in Judges chapter 5 it's given the Grand Triumphal Ode, the Song of Deborah, where she wrote in grateful uh, commemoration of that great deliverance. All right? So that's from the Eastern Bible Dictionary about Deborah. Now I'm going to read from the Smith Bible Dictionary about Deborah also. So we, we just read the, the, the insert from the Eastern Bible Dictionary about Deborah. Now we're going to read from the Smith Bible Dictionary about Deborah also. And, again, this is from the Smith Bible Dictionary from Deborah, and we're going to definition number two. Again, a prophetess who judged Israel, Judges chapter 4 verse uh, chapter 5. Uh, and this was around uh, 1,316 B.C., all right, about 1,316 years before Christ. She lived under the palm tree of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel in Mount Ephraim, all right? Uh, we get that from Judges chapter 4, verse 5. Which, is, um, which as palm trees are, were rare in Palestine, is mentioned as a well-known and solitary landmark. She was probably a woman of Ephraim. Right? So she, uh, today we say the so-called Puerto Rican. Right? Uh, Lapidoth was probably her husband and not Barak, as some say. She was not, she, uh, she was not so much a judge as one gifted with prophetic command. Judges chapter 4 verse 6, Judges chapter 4 verse 14, and Genesis chapter 5 or 7, and, the, and by virtue of her inspiration, a mother in Israel. Right? We, we just kind of read that. So I was going to this because Thomas Pahad did an excellent class about uh, covering uh, woman prophets and, and stuff like this. And, yes, a prophet That's not, not to, to uh, take away from his class or to take away from his class, to, to, to learn from his class, but a prophetess was usually the wife of a prophet, right? A prophetess was usually the wife of a prophet. Um, and whereas a prophetess would, would not so much give, the I would not reveal the future to a prophetess. A prophetess was also given that type of prophetess because she was, uh, uh, she'd be known as a poet, all right? Um, and that her, her words could be very inspiring. And there were several prophetesses in the Bible, including Miriam, Judith, um, and, and, and several others that wrote several songs, um, like Numbers chapter 15, um, if I got that correct, and Judges chapter 5, that the prophetess or the poet, Deborah, put together, all right? And I'm not trying to, trying to this ain't a female bashing uh, class or anything like that. You're trying to keep things in perspective, all right? And that God does have an order to everything, and true enough, God can use whoever he wants to, to raise up whoever he wants. And one time he, he, he had the, the donkey speak to the prophet, all right? Um, he could do that. But we don't go around um, and now stand around a bunch of donkeys, waiting for them, for God to speak to the donkey and tell us what to do either, okay? Uh, and I know I can already hear the, the cackling now, uh, non-woman bashing, and why can't women be listened to him? I'll deal with that again later. Uh, reading on with the Smith Bible Dictionary, uh, it says the tyranny of Jabin, a Canaanite king, was uh, peculiarly uh, felt in the northern tribes, who were near his capital and under and under her jurisdiction. Under her direction, Barak encamped out on the broad summit of Tabor. The boy's prophecy was fulfilled in Judges chapter four, verse nine, and the enemy's general perished. Among the Oaks of the, of the Wanderers, uh, Zanahim, in the tent of the Bedouin teenite's wife, from Judges chapter 4, verse 21, in the northern mountains. The borders title of prophetess includes the notion of inspired poetry, as in Exodus chapter 15, verse 20. And in this sense, uh, the glorious triumphal ode, Judges chapter 5, well vindicates her claim, um, of the office okay one more uh, reference i want to go to is the International Standard Bible Encyclopedia the, the International Standard Bible Encyclopedia again uh, definition number two Deborah a prophetess fourth in the order of the judges uh, and after time and after time a palm tree known as the palm tree of Deborah was shown between Ramah and Bethel uh, beneath which the prophetess was wont to administer justice. Like the rest of the judges, she became a leader of the people in times of national distress. This time, the oppressor was Jabin, king of Hazor, whose general was Caesarea. The board summoned Barak of Kadesh Naphtali and delivered to him the divine message to meet Sisera in battle by the brook uh, Kish- uh, Kishon. Barak included Deborah to accompany, induced Deborah to accompany him. They were joined by 10,000 men of Zebulun and Ephtali. The battle took place by the brook Kishban and Sisera's army was thoroughly routed. While Barak pursued the fleeing army, Sisera escaped and sought refuge with Jael, the wife of of Heber the Kenite (coughs) near Kadesh. The brave woman, the prototype of Judith, put the Canaanite general to sleep by offering him a draught of milk, uh, and then slew him by driving a peg into his temple. Thus, thus runs the story in Judges chapter four. It is, out of the whole substantiated, it is on the whole substantiated by the ode in chapter five, which is ascribed jointly to Deborah and Barak. It is possible that the editor mistook the archaic form "quamasia" uh, in Judges five or seven, which should which should be rendered "thou arousest, instead of "I arose." Certainly, the ode was composed by a person who, if not a contemporary of, of the event, was very near in the point of time. So. It, Saying that the Hebrew that was used, um, they got translated as I arose, as if it was the boy that arose, as, as opposed to what it should have said, or more correctly um, translated, thou roses," that she inspired Barak and the army to take on Jabin uh, and Sisera. All right. Uh, reading on. Um, the song is spoken of as one of the oldest pieces of Hebrew literature. Great difficulties uh, met the exodice Nevertheless, the general substance is clear. The Lord is described as having come from, from Sinai near the field of Edom to take part in the battle for from heaven they fought. The very stars from their courses fought against Caesarea, chapter 5 verse 20. The nation was in a sad plight, oppressed by a mighty king, and the tribes loathe to submerge their separatist um, their separatist tendencies. Some like Reuben, Gilead, Dan, and Asher remained away. A community by the name of Meroes is singled out for blame because they came not to the help of the, of the Most High and to the help of the Most High among the mighty from Genesis 5-23. verse Compare the revised version in the margin, Ephraim Issachar, Meshir, and Benjamin were among the followers of Barak. Zebulun jeopardized their lives unto the death and the valley upon the high places of the field, from chapter 5, verse 18. According, according to the song of the battle, was fought at Tanakh by the waters of Megiddo, Megiddo where we get Armageddon from in, in the New Testament. Um, Caesar's host was swept away by the ancient river, the river Kishbron. Ja'el, the wife of Eber, the Kenite, receives her due reward of praise for her heroic act. The, the paean vividly uh, paints the waiting of Sisera's mother for the homecoming of the general. The delay is, is, is ascribed to the great booty which the conqueror is disturbingly among is Canaanite host, so that all thine enemies perish. Concludes the song of O Yahweh, but let them that love him be at the son when he goeth forth in his in his might. It is a song in praise of the righteous acts of the Lord, um, saying that that the boy was important as a prophetess, Barak was important as a leader, but the victory belongs to the Lord. All right, the victory belongs to the Most High. It is a song of praise um, to the righteous acts of the Lord, his work of victory, would, um, which Israel leaders, the long-haired princess, wrought, giving their lives freely to the nation's cause. And the nation was sore uh, bestead because it had become faithless to the Lord and chosen new gods. Again, we're going to see this being repeatedly, being repeated. Why were they in the hands of Jabin at this time? Because we started worshiping other gods. We stopped paying attention to the law, such commandments of God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We started wanting to be like the other nations. Again, doing evil in the sight of God and trying to be like the other nations, trying to be one with the other nations. So God put us in captivity. Right, that 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 theme keeps getting repeated. Out of the conflict came, for the time being, victory and moral punct- uh, purification, and the inspiring genius of it was of it all was a woman in Israel, the prophetess Deborah. Okay? So, we went through the reference books now. Let's go back to the book of Judges chapter 4. Right, let's go back to the book of Judges chapter 4. We're going to pick up at verse 5. Right, let's go back to the book now of Judges chapter 4, verse 5, and catch up with the actual biblical reading. Okay? Judges chapter 4, verse 5. And she dwelt under the palm tree of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel in Mount Ephraim. And the children of Israel came up to her for judgment. And she sent and called Barak, the son of Abinoam, out of Kadesh Naphtali, and said unto him, Had not the Lord God of Israel commanded, saying, Go and draw toward Mount uh, Tabor, and take with thee 10,000 men of the children of Naphtali and of the children of Zebulun. Now, I like when Tassel Paul went over this. Uh, it wasn't so much the Lord speaking to to Deborah, but Deborah here reminding... Barak, didn't God command you to go and draw toward Mount Tabor and take with thee 10,000 men of the children of, of Thali and of the children of Zebulon? It's a question. It wasn't a command. It was a question. Didn't God command you to do this? So the Lord had already spoken and given command to Barak, who, who was being lethargic, who 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 was being rebellious. I, 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 lack of a better word, was who, who, who procrastinating I think on his duty to the Lord, you did use Deborah, like the Lord used the donkey during the time of, of, of uh, uh, Balim to, A, do you understand what the hell it is you're doing? Again, I'm not going to make the focus about uh, Deborah as much as I want to keep the focus on the Israelites Send again, and we, this time we were in a twenty year captivity under the Canaanites, under King J- Jabin of Canaan, a so-called African. Genesis 7, four verse seven. And I will draw to thee the river Kishmon, um, and I will draw and I will draw unto thee the river Kishbron, of Caesarea, the captain of Jabin's army, with his chariots and his multitude. And I will deliver him into, into thine hand. Yes. So, Deborah is now reminding him of what the Lord has said. Verse 8. And Barak said unto her, if thou will go with me, then I will go. But if thou will not go with me, then I will not go. Uh, again, the men of Israel being turned into women, the men of Israel not, not, not want to behold their, their duty and, 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 and their calling with God. Another issue God's got with Israel with, with our nation, verse 9. And she said, I will surely go with, with thee. Now, the journey that thou takest shall not be for, for thine honor, for the Lord shall, shall sell Caesarea into the hand of a woman. And Deborah rose and went with Barak to Kadesh. And Barak called Zebulon and Naphtali to, to Kadesh. And he went up with 10,000 men at his feet. And Deborah went up with him. Now, Heber the Kenite, which was of the children of Hobab, the father-in-law of Moses, had uh, severed himself from the Kenites and pitched his tent unto the plain of Zainim, which is by Kadesh. Now, this right here, brothers and sisters, Moses' father-in-law, many of us uh, know him to be Jethro all right jethro was a Midianite. the Midianites were let me get that real quick let me get that real quick if i can um Sorry, my, my my computer crashed and I need to come back up again. As we're, as I'm looking this up and, and, and bring this about, remember, if y'all don't remember, we're about, we're about to pull it up. Abraham had more sons than uh, Isaac and Ishmael. All right, um, I'll come back to this. we we'll are go to Genesis chapter twenty-five. Well, this is a physical Genesis chapter twenty-five. And we're we'll gonna start at verse one. All right. So and from Genesis chapter twenty-five, verse one, it says, Then again Abraham. Took a wife. Her name was Keturah. After Sarah died, you know that from Sarah, um, Abraham had his first son Ishmael um, from Hagar. All right, Ishmael became the father of the of the Ishmaelites, the so-called Arabs. All right, coming out of Abraham, w- which would make them Hebrews because Abraham was a Hebrew. You we know that Abraham had Isaac? All right, and then Isaac had. Jacob and Esau, who became the Hebrew Israelites and the Hebrew Edomites. Now, Abraham, here in Genesis chapter 25, verse 1, took on another wife after Sarah was dead. Genesis chapter 25, verse 1. Then again, Abraham took a wife, and her name was Keturah, and she bare him uh, Zimram and Jokshan and Medan and Midian and Ishbak and Shua. And Joshon begat Sheba and Dinan, and the sons of Dinan were Ashurim and Latushim and Lemuim. And the sons of Midian, uh, Ephah and Epher and Hanak and Abida and Elda. These were the children of Keturah. Uh, and Abraham gave all that he had unto Isaac. But the sons of the concubines which Abraham had, Abraham gave gifts and sent them away from Isaac, his son, when he had lived eastward unto the east country. Now, the reason I want to get this when it talks about about Jethro, Moses' father-in-law. Moses' father-in-law was also a Hebrew, but he was a Hebrew Midianite. Not a Hebrew Israelite, but a Hebrew Midianite, who did happen to reside with, um, when the Lord delivered the Israelites, out of the hand of Pharaoh. Now remember that, that Moses had left his wives with Jethro, his father-in-law, who happened to be a Hebrew, Hebrew, but was a Hebrew Midianite. When the Israelites were delivered from, from the captivity of Egypt, Moses went back to Jethro and got his family, and then Jethro started traveling with Moses and the Israelites. And that the fact he was a Hebrew, not a Hebrew Israelite, he was a Hebrew. So here now we're in Judges chapter five or four and we have let me pull this up and hopefully this ain't gonna take forever. In Judges chapter four verse eleven now Eber, the Kenite, which was of the children of Hobab, the father-in-law of Moses, had uh, severed himself from the Kenites and pitched his tent onto the plain of Zaniyam, which is by Kadesh. So Eber was of the children of Hobab, the father-in-law to Moses. So Jethro had a son named Hob- Hobab. And Hodeb had a son named Eber. Eber being, going back to, e- to Eber, going back to Hebrew. All right? Because they, they spoke Hebrew. They also did speak Hebrew at the time at the also. But they were the Hebrew, they were actual family, the Hebrew Midianites. But Jethro had severed himself from the Midianites and was not dwelling with the Israelites. All right? Was not dwelling with the Israelites. Um, and Eber, the Kenite, was this, uh, the children of Hobab, uh, the father-in-law of Moses, had severed himself uh, from the, the Kenites and pitched his tent onto the plain of uh, Zanim, which is by Kadesh. Let me get this here. Now, Ja'il, we're going to find out, she was also a Hebrew, but not a Hebrew-Israelite. I know this is going to sound very confusing, and people are going to want to jump. Yep. The topic I still want to do not want to get away from or stray too far away from is that this is about the Israelites being delivered and saved from the Canaanites, from Jabin, the king of the Canaanites. I want to make sure that that does not get lost in translation. I, I know that many people are going to want to jump to see. Uh, Most I used uh, this woman who was not an Israelite and was living among the Israelites to help save the Israelites. I'm not saying that she didn't. But the point being what? This is about the Israelites being saved from the hand of their cap- capturers. Just like it was the Israelites, the focus was the Israelites being saved from the Egyptians. During the time of Moses, the Passover coming to the Red Sea, it was about the Israelites being saved. Not the whole world being saved, not, not every nation and, and the strangers being saved. It was about the Israelites being saved out of that captivity. As we get here to Judges, chapters 1 and now in chapter 4, it's been about the Israelites sinning against the Lord our God, doing wrong against the Lord our God, doing evil in the sight of the Lord our God, and, and the Lord our God putting the Israelites into slavery. The Lord our God putting the Israelites into captivity. Then the Israelites regaining their minds, The Israelites coming back to their senses. The Israelites coming back and praying to the Lord, our God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And so doing the Lord sending deliverers or saviors for the children of Israel. This is what I want to make sure that we don't lose track of. All right? Reading on now. Uh, We're in Judges chapter 4, verse 12. Now, I'm going to read verse 11 again. Now, Eber, the Kenite, which was of the children of, of Hobab, the father-in-law of Moses. Hobab, Jethro, they're the same person, all right, um, had severed himself from the Kenites and pitched his tent unto the plain of uh, Zanim, uh, which is by Kadesh. And they showed Sisera that Barak, the son of Benoam, was gone up to Mount Tabor. And Sisera gathered together all his chariots, even nine hundred chariots of iron, and all the people that were with him from Haroshia, Harosheth, Harosheth, i am sorry, Harosheth of the Gentiles, unto the river of Kish, uh, Kishon. And Deborah said unto Barak, Up, ah, for this is the day in which the Lord had delivered Sisera into thine hand. Is not the Lord gone out before thee? So Barak went down from Mount Tabor, and ten thousand men after him. And the Lord dis- discomfited Sisera and all his chariots and all his host with the edge of the sword before Barak, so that Sisera lighted down off his chariot and fled away on his feet. So the Lord had, had, was already going to war with Sisera before Jethro, or not Jethro, before Barak even got there. If y'all just read that verse 15 like I did And the Lord disconfirmed Sisera and all his chariots And all his hosts with the edge of the sword Before Barak So that Sisera Lighted down off his chariot And fled away on his feet Verse 16 But Barak pursued after the chariots And after the host (coughs) Unto Harashi Of the Gentiles And all the hosts of Sisera Fell upon the edge of the sword And there was not a man left Verse 17, howbeit Sisera fled away on his feet to the tent of Jael, the wife of Heber, the Kenite. For there was peace between Jabin, the king of Hazor, and the house of Heber, the Kenite. And Jael went out to meet Sisera and said unto him, Turn in, my lord, turn in to me, fear not. And when he had turned in unto her into the tent, she covered him with a mantle. Verse 19, and he said unto her, Give me, I pray thee, a little water to drink. I am thirsty. And she opened a bottle of milk and gave him drink and covered him. We drank milk back in the day, y'all. We, we, we certainly did. Milk. Milk does the body good, especially when that milk is not pasteurized. And the, 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 the whatever animal it came from was just chewing the cud, the organic cud, and then all the processed chemicals. Yeah, that milk does the body good. Uh, what well, Matthew's milk she gave him, but Look, there's body good. Verse 20, again, he said unto her, Stand in the door of, of the tent, and it shall be, when any man doth come and inquire of thee, and say, Is there any man here, Thou shalt say no. Then Jael, Eber's wife, took a nail of the tent, and took a hammer in her hand, and went softly unto him, and smote the nail into his temples, and fastened it into the ground. For he was fast asleep and weary, so he died. Verse twenty-two, and behold, as Barak pursued Sisera, Jael came out to meet him, and said unto him, Come, and I will show thee the man whom thou seekest. And when he came into her tent, came into her tent. Behold, Sisera lay dead, and the nail was in his temples. So God subdued on that day Jabin, the king of Canaan before the children of Israel. Again, the point being one. Verse twenty-three, Judges chapter four, verse twenty-three. So God subdued on that day, Jabin, the king of Canaan, before the children of Israel. But why were the children of Israel in this captivity in the first place? Because of our sins. We were in captivity. We gained our senses. We cried to the Lord. And the Lord sent a Savior. The Savior, the male being Barak, but being, using the uh, Borah to encourage him and 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 Barak got Jabin, and Jael got uh, Sisera. Verse 24. And the hand of the children of Israel prospered, and and prevailed against Jabin, the king of Canaan, until they had destroyed the king of Canaan. Let me get back to my notes. Now we'll go to to... Now I'm gonna to jump to Judges chapter five verse thirty-one. Now I'm gonna to jump to Judges chapter five verse thirty-one. Uh, hold on, y'all. Hold on. Didn't call. All right, so now I'm in Judges chapter 5, and verse, I'm going to jump down to verse 31. It says, so, so Judges chapter 5, verse 31. So that all thine enemies perish, O Lord, but let them that love him be as the sun when, when he goeth through his night. And, and the land had rest 40 years. So after the most I used Barak and Deborah and Ja'il to defeat the, the Canaanites from the 20-year captivity that they had the Israelites in. The Israelites were, were in subjection to the Lord for another 40 years. And we were in subjection to the Lord for another 40 years. Now, let's go to Josephus. Let's read some of the Josephus. Let's get some of the history from Josephus about the same matter that, that we just that we just read about. So, I'm going to Antiquities of the Jews. Antiquities of the Jews, book 5, chapter 5. All right, Antiquities of the Jews from the, the complete words of Josephus. Antiquities of the Jews, book 5, chapter 5. And it starts out, it says, how the Canaanites brought the Israelites under slavery for 20 years, after which they were delivered by Barak and Deborah, who ruled over them for 40 years. All right? So again, the Israelites being put into captivity. Just at this particular time, from Genesis chapter 4, it was the captivity of the Canaanites. All right? So, Antiquities of the Jews, book 5, chapter 5, at, at paragraph number 1. And now it was that the Israelites taking no warning by their former misfortunes to amend their manners, and neither worshiping God, nor submitting to the laws, were brought under slavery by Jabin, the king of the Canaanites, and that before they had a short uh, breathing time after the slavery under the Moabites. For this Jabin, uh, out of Hazor, a city that was uh, situate over the uh, and and had and uh, pay 300 footmen and 10,000 horsemen with fewer than 3,000 chariots, all right? So Job had a, 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 a nice, decent-sized army, all right? And again, what's being stressed here? And now it was that the Israelites, taking no warning by their former misfortunes to amend their manners And neither worshiping God nor submitting to the laws were brought under slavery by jabbing the king of the Canaanites. Let me check something y'all. All All right. Cool, 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 cool. All right, cool. All right. Again, this is is something that keeps happening with the Israelites. We keep disobeying God's laws. It's It's not because they're too hard. It's not because we can't. It's because we chose not to. So we kept being put in, in, in captivities. We kept being put in slavery. All right? Um, and that, this time on the Jabin, who had, had, had a nice-sized army with, with Sisera being his captain. Sisera was commander of all his army and was the principal person in the king's favor. He so, so sorely beat the Israelites when they fought with him that he ordered them to pay tribute. At first, we tried to fight against them to no avail. Verse two, so they so they continued to that hardship for twenty years, as not good enough for, uh, of themselves to grow wise by their misfortunes. We didn't we didn't learn. You would think by by, by this time from the, the Egyptian captivity to the, to all the fighting we had to go through Canaan, the, the forty years in the wilderness, um, and then from Osanell, Ehud, you would think that we would have got it by now, but we didn't. Hard headed, stiff necked faithless, pious people that we are. Um, God was willing also hereby the more to subdue their obstinacy and ingratitude towards himself. So when at length they were become uh, penitent and were so wise as to learn that their calamities arose from their contempt of the laws, they besought Deborah, a certain prophetess among them, which name in the Hebrew tongue signifies a bee. That's what the word Deborah means, is a bee. Like, busy like a, a bee, a, a bumblebee. Um, to pray to God to take pity on them and not to overlook them, and that's overlook them. Now they were ruined by the Canaanites, so God granted them deliverance and chose them a general, Barak, one that was of the tribe of Naphtali. Now Barak, in the Hebrew tongue, signifies lightning. So if we we're going to, to say this right, it's, it, it's not for Translated as Barak. Barak means blessed. This actually would be lightning in Hebrew would be Baruch. Alright, Baruch. B-A-R-A-Q. Baruch. If we're going to spell it in English. Alright, but we'll keep it Barak for now. But if it, if it means lightning, then the way you say lightning in Hebrew is Baruch, not Barak. Alright, reading on. Paragraph number three. Uh Antigities of the Let me so now. Antiquities of the Jews. Book five, chapter five, paragraph three now. So Deborah sent for Baruch and bade him choose out 10,000 young men to go against the enemy, because God had said that, that that number was sufficient and promised them victory. But when Baruch said that he would not be the general unless she would also go as a general with him, she had indignation at what he had said. She had pissed off at him. God already commanded you to go, to go. I'm coming to remind you. Now, you're saying that you're going to go with us. So I go with you? The, the boy got pissed. She had indignation at what he said. So she says, "Thou, O Baruch delivers up uh, meanly that authority which God has given thee in the hand of a woman. Most of us are going to use a woman, and I do not reject it. So they collected 10,000 men. And pitched their camp at Mount Tabor, where at the king's command Sisera met them, and pitched his camp not far from the enemy. Whereupon the Israelites and Baruch himself were so affrighted at the multitude of those enemies that they were resolved to march off. And that Deborah retained them and commanded them to fight the enemy that very day, for that they should conquer them and God should be their, their assistance. Got four. So the battle began, and when they were come to a close fight, there came down from heaven a great storm with a vast quantity of rain and hail, and the wind blew the rain in the face of the Canaanites, and so darkened their eyes that their arrows and slings were of no advantage to them, nor would, they, nor would, would the coldness of the air permit the soldiers to make use of their swords. While this storm did not so much uh, incommode the Israelites, because it came in their backs, they also took such courage upon the apprehension that the Mosai was assisting them, that they fell upon uh, the very midst of their enemies, and saw a great number of them, so that some of them fell by, by the Israelites, some fell by their own, own horses, were put in disorder. And not a few were killed by their own chariots. At last, Sisera, as soon as he saw himself beaten, fled away and came to a woman whose name was Jael, a a Kenite, a Kenite, who received him when when he desired to be concealed. And when he asked her, asked for somewhat to drink, she gave him sour milk, of which he drank so unmeasurably that he fell asleep. But when he was asleep, Jael took an iron nail and with a hammer drove it through his temples into the floor. And when Baruch came a little afterward, she showed Sisera nailed to the ground. And this was this victory gained by a woman, as the boar had foretold. Baruch also fought with Jabin at Hazor. And when he met with him, he slew him. And when the general was fallen, Baruch overthrew the city to the foundation And was the commander of the Israelites for 40 years all right so just recap hopefully you get a little more insights into into what was going down and what happened from a Hebrew Israelite um, historian uh, Flavius Josephus now a little history on Baruch from the International Standard Bible encyclopedia now a little history on Baruch from the International Standard Bible encyclopedia Baruch or Barak or Baruch, meaning lightning or flash. The name occurs in, in Sabian as Baruchos. Um In Palmyrene as Baruch. Uh, in Punic, Baractus, as surname of Hamaker. Oh, Hamaker Barca. Going back to the Carthage. Oh, um... and as divine name in Assyrian. Um, Baruch was the son of, uh, of Benoam of Kadesh, a refuge city in Mount Naphtali. He was summoned by the prophetess Deborah to lead the, his countrymen to war against the Canaanites under the leadership of Sisera. From the celebrated ode of Deborah, we gather that, that Israel suffered at the hand of the enemy. The caravan roads were in danger. Traffic almost ceased. The cultivated country was plundered. And that's from Judges chapter 5, verse 6, and, and verse 7. The lightning, the, excuse me, the fighting men in Israel were disarmed. A shield was not to be seen, nor a spear among 40,000 men. Y'all hearing this? That's from Judges chapter 5, verse 8. All right. The prophetess raised raised a signal of struggle for independence. Soon Barak came to her aid. With an army of ten thousand men, according to Judges chapter four verse ten, all drawn from Zebulun and Naphtali. Whereas Judges chapter five verses thirteen to eighteen adds Benjamin, uh, Machir, and Issachar to a list of faithful tribes. Baruch, accompanied by Deborah, rushed to the summit of Mount Tabor. This location was very favorable to the rudely armed Israelites in warning off the danger of the well-armed enemy. So you can see how, how, how miraculous and how great this, this victory was. Because it says, among the Israelites, there was not even found a, a spear or a shield. Among Sisera's army, they had over, they had over 900 chariots of iron that were well-armed and armored. All right, reading on. The wooded slopes protected them against the chariots of the Canaanites. In addition, uh, they were within striking distance should the enemy expose himself to the, to the march. Under the heavy rainfall, the annual palm, the, the Anuvial plain became a, a morass in which the, the heavily armed troops found it impossible to move. Soon the little stream Kishon was filled with chariots, horses, and Canaanites. Sisera abandoned his chariot and fled on foot, through him, and found him murdered by Ja'il in her tent. This completed the victory. It says, more judges at the palace. So this broke Tishon upon this rainfall, this storm that came. It became a flood and, again, swept away the, the, the army of Caesarea. The Mosai was definitely fighting for the Israelites. All we had was wooden. We barely had. We didn't have wood, uh, uh, shields or spears. All right, so I'm going to end this class with this right there. That, that you know, I believe is a good spot to end in dealing with uh, Barak, Baruch, and Deborah. Um, we haven't reigned at this time and kept Israel in order for 40 years, but this, Baruch, and Deborah freed us from the captivity, the harsh captivity, the mighty captivity, the mighty oppression of Jab- Jabin, King of the Canaanites that had the Israelites in captivity for 20 years. And I'm not going to get away from the reason the Israelites were in captivity for 20 years. Because we sinned against the Lord our God. But we got delivered once we came back together and we cried to the Lord our God. We confessed our sins and we cried to the Lord our God. He sent more saviors. This is Baruch and Baruch, um, uh, Baruch and Deborah. Alright. This is why it's important that we come together. And this is why it's important. Zephaniah two and one. Get yourselves together. Yea, gather together, O nation not desired. Before the decree brings forth, before the day passes the shaft, before the fierce anger of the Lord come upon you. Seek righteousness, seek meekness. It may be here it may be you shall be here in the day of the Lord's anger. Alright, so brothers and sisters, thank you everybody who did tune in live um uh, and putting up with me and and, and, and listening. Or well, if you caught one of the archive shows on uh, in, in our platforms from iHeartRadio podcast, um, Apple iTunes radio podcast, uh, Google podcast or podcast addict, thank you everybody for tuning in. Uh, today is, is Wednesday. I, I will continue the class tomorrow, Thursday, um, the January 12th. Uh, we'll, we'll hit it up in the morning again. Continuing on with our study into the judges, right? Study into the, dealing with the judges and the saviors and deliverers the Old Testament for the nation of Israel so with that my name is Mashaba and I would like to say Shalom she-